Good morning, everyone. This is another episode of the Data Show podcast where I talk music, I talk pop culture, I talk whatever I want to talk about in the week. Okay, so let's get it started. And here, um, Carrie Underwood, Carrie freaking Underwood. Let's start with the ghost story video real quick. The ghost story video was cute. It looked like it was very budgeted, very nicely. The fashion was very, I mean, not even the fashion, just like everything, the fashion, the sets. I kind of didn't get the video. It was kind of confusing, but you know, her little, you know, couture costume and extreme makeup and like, she looked absolutely beautiful in the video. Um, Costume-wise and look-wise, I think that's probably, like, the best video I've ever seen her look that delicious in. Like, she looked delicious. Um, even though, like, Good Girl had, like, a bunch of outfit changes in the video. Yeah, nothing was nothing's topping uh, Ghost Story right now. Even though, like, I think it was, like, 18 on the charts. I was looking at her chart. Um, her chart... Let's transition into Stagecoach, because I was looking Stagecoach, um, which I thought I missed, but thank God, you know, I'm, I work a weird late hours, and I was up, just popping, locking, dropping it in my house, um, watching her performance, her amazing Stagecoach performance. Um, I'll get back to the charts in a second, um, because... I can't believe Ghost Story is very low. It doesn't, I don't know if it's going to reach. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get topped. But anyways, her stage po- coach performance. First of all, there was the craziest mic issues ever. Now, in my opinion, the first mic uh, that she had was, it was good, but it was like not clear. Like it sounded like, it just wasn't clear. I don't know how to explain it. It just wasn't clear. And then... She goes and does her first outfit change. Now, this lady, <laughs> I have never seen a complete full outfit change in about a minute, maybe 30 seconds. Because literally she was like off stage, on stage. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, she got another outfit. Like shoes changed. The bottom changed. The top changed. Like, I don't know how she did that. And I was not expecting that. I was expecting her to sing in one costume until the entire time. But I guess, you know, once you go to Vegas, baby, it's time to step it up. Um, somebody wrote, like, you know, she brought, like, this Vegas flair and this Vegas. <laughs> I don't know if I saved it. They were like, she brought this Vegas flair and Vegas showmanship to a stagecoach when all the other country singers were just sitting there strumming their guitar. I just, I was done. I was done. I was like, oh my goodness. I think I saved it. I'll read it later. Um, Okay, so the mic issue. So she goes and change. She has like this mic issue. And then the mic is not working. The second outfit change, the mic is not working. So I think they give her like the silver, or I think it was a black mic. No, no, I think it was the silver mic, and she's singing Church Bells, and I'm like, why is she singing Church Bells? Well, Church Bells was, like, number two on the chart, so that's probably why. Um, Probably one of her most successful songs from 
storyteller, which I was, I was very surprised. And yeah, I was just surprised because in my opinion, okay, church bells and Choctaw County affair, Choctaw County, County affair. They both, this is for the Carrie Underwood fans. They both, um, sound alike to me, but they, especially Choctaw County affair, or maybe like no 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 the messaging sounds alike to me but Choctaw County Affair is my favorite off of that album it is like you know the gospel the, the choir also she had like a choir with her singing I think this is mostly you know at a certain point you transition stuff and you don't really that's what like Beyonce kind of did for or she kind of does she's been doing since 2015 she did like these festivals and then she'll integrate them into the uh, tour she did uh, Coachella and then on the run tour too was like integrated just don't waste your money I am I a pretty girl so I think most of the um, her stagecoach performance which I think she's done with Vegas I think most of her stagecoach performance was like integrated stuff from um, Vegas which is okay cool um, but the choir, but like that choir and it's like, but church, church bells is a little bit more of a sadder song. <laughs> um, Choctaw is a little bit fun, sad song. Uh, but I, I was like, I want to hear her. Like, I love that. I love her vocals. I love the, the church, the choir, um, Choctaw. But anyways, um, so she, like I said, she did three I think it was three, three or four surprisingly outfit changes. Um, the weird thing was she was singing all her bops in the beginning. She was singing um, Good Girl, Undo It, like these, you know, her, her, um, wait, let me turn this off. Um, her bops uh, in the beginning, and then she went to like this sad moment where it was like, um, church bells blown away to like Cadillac. Just like, okay, girl, we get a little sad, a little depressing. Can we speed it up? It was, uh, and then after that, it was kind of like free for all, <laughs> but it was still so good. Oh my gosh. The debut singles. Oh my goodness. Crazy angels. So she's, you know, switching in and out with the mic issues. Oh, oh, at the end of uh, church bells, the mic goes out. We're not hearing like these, you know, riffs and runs that, you know, she does uh, at the end. And somebody like said that. They were like, how dare you have these mic issues? Like, I was really bad. <laughs> I was probably better than her. Cause it's like, she's, this lady is singing her heart out. She's singing her vocals out. So you could tell she's like, she's just giving it all and the mic's not working. Like, stagecoach. Y'all gonna have to stop sending these beautiful, talented women up because this is not fair. It wasn't fair. Um, it just wasn't. It's like the mic was going in and out. Then she went, I think she went and got like um, the background singer's mic. And then all of a sudden, to me, it sounded like the at, at a certain point, the backgrounds were louder than her vo- her lead vocals. I was just like, oh my God. But Carrie kept it cool. She was like, I hope you guys can hear me. <laughs> and I'm like, we can't. Um, 
the thing once I know the thing about how it was shot it seemed like it was very like cinematic like it didn't seem like it was like a regular concert it looked very cinematic I was just like okay um yeah so then like the the backgrounds are louder than her at some point then it kind of like leveled off I think they gave her like the silver mic that worked or something they were like interchange it was crazy it was crazy that's that's the ultimate feeling how i felt about that she's singing her heart out and we're not able to hear her because your mics are fucked up um see you again great set like 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 i said it was like kind of themed to me in the beginning um but then Great set list. I, like the free for all. It was like something in the water. And then if I didn't love you, I love that she did that. She, you know, she paid Jason Aldean back, you know, playing his part on the screen like he did her in the beginning. Cause I, there's a video and it said like Carrie Underwood and Jason singing like in the beginning when the song first came out. And I thought she was singing with him, but it was just, a, you know, a screen performance. Um, but I really liked that moment. Cry pretty. Oh my gosh. I wish there was like these performances were still online. Somebody did not screen record the performances, and I'm mad. Stagecoach has not released like a single video from this, but I see uh, like tons of other videos. Maybe I have to do a little bit more searching. Cry pretty. Those notes at the end. Incredible. I don't know how she does it. I really don't. I don't know how she, like, that, it was, like, two hours of incredible singing. Um, that ending, uh, Jesus. See You Again. I had a revelation when she sang See You Again. I thought she was singing about a man. Um, when she performs, when I see you again. Whoa. But she's talking about, you know, people who are no longer with us. I was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, I do love, I love that song. It's such like, I guess it's very poppy. I love that song. Um, oh, I didn't, okay, Crazy Angels. I've skipped over it. Uh, let's get back to Crazy Angels. It had its debut, a bunch of songs de- uh, debuted. Gentlemen, oh, the Rhinestones. I feel like Gentlemen, Rhinestones, she could have like started the song, started the show off with. Oh my God, the Gentlemen, the literal Gentlemen, Rhinestones in that first costume. It was just like gaudy, very gaudy, very camp. Like her makeup was done. Her shoes were rhinestoned out it was i was like oh my goodness okay crazy angels let's get back okay so the man crazy angels debut i was so pissed because some man was like talking in the beginning of it and i'm like this is the worst debut ever but it sounded really good um on denim okay i really love crazy angels i was rocking the fuck out i was i lost my mind i was just like in here just popping locking and dropping it i was just like oh my gosh i love this song denim and rhinestones was sometimes music and like love on top i could talk about like love on top what other songs? Sometimes the music to me doesn't translate correctly live. Just the music part, not like the vocals or anything. Just the music. And to me, Denim and Rhinestones was like, it has like a specific sound. And I feel like it's like the off brand, right? That, that's how I feel like. I feel like, you know, sometimes when the instruments play, 
it live, it kind of sounds off-brandish, and it's not my favorite, but it was still good. Like, did I Okay, and then at the end, Axel Rose, I believe his name is, they came out and done a couple of songs. That lady lost her mind. Carrie Underwood lost her. <laughs> like, how I, lost, how I lost my mind during Crazy Angels. Carrie lost her mind during this Axl Rose part. And I did not know she was such a rock fan. I was reading the comments. And everybody was like, she's the like she, she's a um, huge rock fan. And Axl Rose is like one of her dreams. It was one of her dreams to like perform with him. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. Because she, she was bopping. Pop it. I mean, she was, I was like, she's gonna get whiplash. Homegirl was getting it when Axl Rose came out. They sang Paradise City and some other song. I believe she sang Paradise City like, like maybe 10 years ago at one of these festivals she does, like that airs on uh, ABC, the country festivals. Um, so it was cool to see that. Um, I think that's all I have to say. It was great. I wanna see, I wanna see it again. I want to see it again. Uh, Flat on the Floor. I'll talk about Flat on the Floor. That was another highlight for me, too. Flat on the Floor, Cry Pretty. Denim and Ryan. Um, the new songs. Let's just say the new songs. Um, I don't think she could hear herself because she was still having mic issues during uh, Ghost Story. So it was a little awkward. It was a little weird. Um, but I was just excited to be there the the intros to the songs were very confusing because i'm like i don't know this song but like i i've literally only been listening to the cry pretty album and then these new songs for like two weeks now so i'm kind of like i don't really i like once the song starts playing i know the words but i'm like this like these musical intros i don't have no idea what the song is it was so crazy um, but uh, the backdrops are really great. The the um one for Jesus Take the Will with like the trees and it, that was so beautiful. All right, so I'm done with Carrie. Great show, Carrie. I can't wait to um I can't wait to see you live because I know I got to go see this tour live off of this album. Um, Patty Lavelle, you guys, she's performing at Essence Fest. She just announced, like, Essence Fest is in July, baby. Uh, we got, like, two months. I think today's the 4th, right? Yeah, the 5th. Okay, maybe it's going fast. Um, Patty is going to perform it. She's headlining. I don't know which date, but they just said, she's like, get your tickets, baby. And I'm like, why are you just not telling us this? There's probably no tickets. <laughs> Because Essence Fest goes quick. I'm so mad at her. I'm so mad. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, she's performing at Essence Fest. I think they're getting it back everybody that was supposed to perform in 2020. I know Janet. Janet's performing. I think Bruno might be performing. But I know he was... It was Janet, Patty, Bruno on that list. Uh, so, that's exciting. Also, Patty's going to be doing, you know, some more acting. I see, you know, she's been busy. I'm going to stop harboring on her. Like, girl, why don't you have any tour dates? She's like two tour dates a month, which I'm like, no, four for the past month it's been. Um, she's going to be on The Neighborhood. Now, I've initially, she's going to be um, Cedric's mother. And this airs on May 9th, which is coming up. Um, Marilyn is her name. Uh, I saw the clip. It was very funny. Um, I've watched The Neighborhood many times. I did not know it was only like fourth season. 
but I started watching it based off, um, on the back of the funny, um, I'm missing her name, from Everybody Hates Chris, the mother. I'm blanking on her name. But it's a great, funny show. The girl from um, Cedric's funny in it, the two sons, and then the girl from the B, the B from across the street, or B from Portman 9, something like that. She's on it, so it's like, okay, that's cute. She's getting more work. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, I'll watch that, and I have to go watch it and see what it's all about. I'm not such a sitcom person these days. But anyways. So, Saucy Santana, Material Girls, um, signed with RCA. I'm not a huge, like, rap fan, so I barely know his music. But I do know Material Girls. I think, you know, everybody knows that song. Uh, that's his one hit wonder and his story is very interesting you know he's like i didn't want to become a rapper i didn't think you could become you know a rapper he's not from the south um he's from connecticut connecticut um, and I've watched uh, plenty of uh, a plethora of his interviews. He announced on the Breakfast Breakfast Club, which they didn't seem very hype about it. Maybe they didn't like it didn't register fast enough. But I feel like they were they should have been a little bit more hype um, that he signed. Sometimes I'm going to talk about this later. Um, an- another episode about record labels and all the oh we're in the ghetto. I'm sorry for that. All right. Um, <clears throat> sometimes record labels aren't the way to go, sorry. And so I'll talk about that in a minute, but in another podcast. But his reasoning was, you know, I'm already established. I don't want you trying to come and fuck this up. I just need the money, basically. I need the money, I need the backing, I need the support to elevate my career. And he signed with RCA. The people are not happy. Um, Let's read some comments. Someone said, the same label as Normani. We're never hearing from this man again. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm going to bring it up. I don't have to bring it up. Uh, so this means no promotion. Another person says for his music. Isn't Doja with RCA though? Someone else says. And they say on, uh, she's the only uh, artist they promote. <laughs> the only artist who sells. Oh, only artist who sell. 100K in the first week isn't selling. Well, what kind of is these days? RCA's, RCA records treat their talent like shit, but good luck. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, I didn't know Doja was signed. I didn't know Normani was signed. I thought Normani was signed to somewhere else. But it explains why. Now, the thing why people are bringing up, like, Normani, uh, another singer, um, Tanache, it seems like they shelve their artists or they don't put much into it. Like, Normani has put out these singles with no album, and she keeps saying the album is coming. I think it's been literally, like, four years now, three years since she's, like, broken away. And, you know, so she signed with somebody, which is cool. 
Um, also, who else? Tanache. Tanache is probably the the most recent example of RCA fucking up. She signed with them. I don't think it was a good relationship. Or they didn't do much. I think they produced her first album. I want to get uh I want to get to I want whatever that's not however it goes. That was a bop, okay? I didn't realize how long ago that was. That was a long time ago. It did not seem like that long ago. But she has gone <laughs> I was reading. So, I was reading stuff and the uh her manager was like, "We were she's separating from RCA and RCA um it's a commutative split, unpositive split, and she's gotten her creative control back or something like that. So that was interesting. But then also at the end, they were like, and we have like these bidding wars for a record label. So we'll see where she goes. Tanasha ended up going um, independent. So I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> these bidding wars, what happened? But anyways... Um, yeah, so the fans are concerned, but shout out to Sandy, Saucy Santana. Um, good luck. Good, good luck. Good luck. I don't know what to say. Um, but hopefully that does well. Uh, SWV. So, SWV. SWV. They're coming out with the biopic. Now, I think they've been talking about this for like a couple of years now. Uh, I guess getting it inked first. But now they're writing the script, which is so cool. But the weird thing is, not one member of SWV has confirmed this news. It's all been like rumor, confirmed rumors, or a person behind the scenes. But it's like multiple articles and they're all kind of different. Um, but Lili, Taj, Coco, the SWV account, they have not said, <laughs> they have not officially, officially, officially said anything. Um, I think except for Taj, Taj has been doing interviews and she's been talking. My thing about the SWV, okay, let's get it right. Uh, Lifetime, they've gotten a couple biopics right, right? Um, the Clark sisters, Wendy's was, was pretty good. Um, Tony's was trash. Aaliyah's was trash. No, uh, people didn't like Aaliyah's. Who else? I don't know. Maybe they should have went with BET because that Bobby Brown and New Edition shit, that was fire. That was amazing. Um, the Salt and Pepper one was trash on Lifetime. So we're either going to get a trash one or we're going to get a really good one at this point. <coughs> I don't know the production company, uh, but the thing, okay, here we go. I have some tips for you guys. Um, Lifetime, oh, not Dr. Luke's label. Oh, Lord. RC is Dr. Luke's label. Oh, sorry, let me get off of this. So, Lifetime. SWV. I don't care if they look alike. I know there's, like, the past year or so, I've been seeing, like, you know, little Instagram posts that pop up, like, oh, if she, if SWV biopic comes out, she needs to play her, she needs to play her, she needs to play her. I don't care if they look alike. Although I think Taj needs to get get the 
lookalike-ish or be a very beautiful person because Taj is a very beautiful woman. Taj in the 90s was like the face. She was really the face. I think she even got like a modeling contract. Um, this Taj, Lily, and Coco, if you didn't know. Um, this is going to be a quick story. They meet. They form this group. Let's right off the bat talk about the tension between Taj and Coco. Let's have that move over into their big success with Week and how it kind of low-key or high-key changed the game um, in pop culture. I mean, in pop music. Let's talk about how, you know, the second album didn't do that well, but the third album had bangers, but it also didn't do that well. Let's talk about the disruption in the group. Them going their separate ways and then getting back together. Quick story, that's all we need. Okay. No, I mean disbanding in the group. Them going their separate ways, you know, Lili was about to commit suicide, Taj went to real estate, Coco did her gospel albums that the gospel people people didn't want. <laughs> they don't have to sing, but lip singing is not necessary. Lip singing is necessary. Necessary. We don't need the uh, re-recordings or any of that shit. They all don't need to look alike. Give us some unknown people. Give us, let them, let them be producers and produce on set. Let us get, give us good, real, because I think the stories are real enough to not have to fake shit. The drama, the tension between each other, you know, the suicide, all that other stuff. It's going to be good. I'm excited. I love SWV. Um, use your heart and not your mind. That second, that third album was fire. Weak. I mean, not weak. Um, Can we? Ooh, that's the jam of all jams. That's such a great R&B album. I mean, great R&B song, in my opinion. That's like up there with like Say My Name and... Tevin Campbell stuff, Tony Braxton stuff, like solid R&B shit. All right, let's move along. Next car, honey, next car. Welcome back to the Dare Show podcast. So let's wrap it up. Um, I just want to say the song of the week is Flat on the Floor by Carrie Underwood. Um, I'm not sure how well it did on the charts, but it's such a fun, crazy song. You know, Carrie Underwood, I think I said this last week. She's very, like, she kind of, like, raps. And Carrie Underwood is very parallel to me in the Beyonce thing. Like, Beyonce and Carrie, they're kind of similar, but she's, like, singing different music. The award, the lack of awards, the lack of recognition sometimes, the talent, the vocals, the, the talent, the vocals, like, the stage presence, the consistency sometimes. Very amazing. Um... But flat on the floor, I'm flat on the floor in my head, hello, and I'm not, like, she's basically rapping in that song, and I'm like, this is, like, her ape shit, it reminded me of, like, ape shit, ape shit, also, like I said, this was, like, one of my highlights from, um, her stagecoach, stagecoach performance, because that girl, she just, like, be spitting out these lyrics, giving you breath control, giving you these long notes, and then the song ends, 20 seconds later, another song begins, and she's still on top. It's so incredible. She's she's such a great, talented vocalist. Um, So, like, go listen to Flat on the Floor. I think it's from her, like, second album or first album. Um, It's a great, it's a fun, great song. Go listen to it live. I think live is a little bit more exciting than the studio version. So, let's get into a little sad news. 
Um, Andre Leon Talley. Oh, man. His memorial. They called it a funeral, but the funeral was when the body's there. And I'm like, I know. Andre died in in January. It's May. <laughs> and we have, like, literally heard nothing from um, the estate or, or whatever about any kind of service. And so it was very confusing for a moment, and then it just, like, disappeared. But his memorial was this past week. Naomi was the highlight. She wore a Chaparelli. Um, I feel like Chaparelli is, like, I'm loving this, like, Chaparelli moment. Ever since Beyonce wore it, I think last year at the Grammys, I've been like, ooh, that's such a beautiful... That was, like, her top Grammy costume ever, performance... I mean, whatever you want to call it, ever. But Naomi was there. Um, Miss, you know, Wintoa was there. Um, a bunch of fashion people. It was, like, bunches of flowers. It's just, like, kind of sad, you know, Andre is not here anymore. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, but his memorial was this past week. Uh, and it was... <laughs> it's kind of been broadcasted, but it was invitation only, which is kind of funny. So, also, I'm not a huge Judd fan. I'm not even a Judd fan. I just know Wyona from Patty's uh, gospel album... Some call you Jesus. <laughs> I forgot the other words, but that song, You're Everything or My Everything. Ugh, that song is sick. Anyways, Wyona's mother, um, Pat, or I guess she committed suicide at 76. I do remember the judge. Own on Own, they like ten years ago, or when Own first began, they did a, a docu series or a, a show. I do remember that, but I, di- I didn't remember like any specifics. So what I did, it popped up. It popped up on my YouTube, and I've been watching it uh, all episodes. The Judds are a lot. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do a review, but the Judds uh, are a lot. Um. Very entertaining, very tumultuous, tumultuous, funny, beautiful. Wynonna is gorgeous. Her red hair is sick. It's sickening. Um, Naomi's hair was sickening. But this lady, per- oh, oh, I did watch, I was interested in their CMT music performance, which just happened like two weeks ago. So it was very shocking to hear this news. I was very like, what's going on here? Um, she committed suicide, which I'm, I'm, they said mental illness. So that, like, that's the only correlation. I, I don't think there's any like cancer situation. Yeah. Cause they had this tour planned. <sighs> they had this tour planned in like September to like November later this year. They just performed. And announced that tour. They were supposed to be, or they were in, um, what do you call it? Inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame with Ray Charles and another band, the Judds. Now, what I've taken from the Judds was Wyona was the vocals, 
And then Naomi was like the let's flare around on stage and give a little harmony. <laughs> it was interesting. It's interesting. That's all I'm going to say about it. Even on the show, right? On the show, they didn't even give much. Like, all the singing parts was like, Wyona singing. And then Naomi looking at her. Like, they didn't show Naomi singing. I don't think she was like a second lead or anything. She was just there to give harmonies. Let me know if I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm not, you know, keen on their music like that. Except for love can build or heal a bridge, whatever. Um, yeah, just Zykes. Um, you know, she talked about you know her mental illness and her depression years before. So we're climbing up to that. It's just crazy to be like seventy six and taking your life. It's it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um. I'm not there. I'm not, like, suicidal or want to commit suicide. Because I'm not I'm not trying to go over there right now, at least. Um, but I do understand just put me out of my miseries. Like, so days, you know, things just happen. You're just like, oh, my gosh. Put me out of my misery. Who was that? I think it was Nona that was like, I used to wake up thinking oh god another day but now i oh am i about to cry but now um i i wake up i used to wake up thinking thank god oh god another day now i wake up thinking thank god another day or another morning or something like that i think why don't i said that because i've been watching a lot of you know interviews and all this other stuff, but you know, homegirl dealt with the whole family dealt with depression. Um, Winona was a singer, Naomi the singer, and a fascinating story at that too. Um, and then Ashley Judd, the uh, she's an actress of you know the Judd family. I know I knew they were like a family, um, a family of you know this entertainment. Um, I was just like, what happened? And she's married. Naomi is still married. So I was like, did, how did she commit suicide? They went to, they were like, they went over and saw her body. And one of them was like, she kissed her, her, her forehead. And then they said, Psalm, one of the Psalms. It was like, what? I think 72. It's mind boggling to say the least. I am shocked. Um, I think everybody is very shocked. I don't know what to say. Um, but yeah, a very fascinating story. I'll quickly say a very fascinating story. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to go into it, but crazy, you know, her brother had like cancer as a kid. Then she ends up pregnant one night, Winona. And then she has Ashley a couple of years later. They're living in L.A. She didn't like L.A., so she got a divorce. Winona didn't know who her dad was. They moved to back to Kentucky. No electricity, no phone. They lived off of, like, welfare. Lots of, like, pinto beans and cornbread, which sounded so good. I'm so hungry. I don't know what I'm going to cook. <laughs> pinto beans and cornbread. Um, 
And then they were like shopping around uh, Winona and hers demo. Finally, they got a chance and then they hit it big. She gets like hepatitis C in 91 or 90. She leaves. It, it was just like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But shout out to the judges. That last performance, somebody did say she did not look like she was ready to perform. But it, that's the part. That's the part. That's the question. Why not just, like, back out? Why not? But she, like, she she, she loved the stage so much. She loved the people so much. She loved the music so much. I don't know. It's very confusing and very fascinating. And sad that this has to be a part of their story because there's, their judge story is so tumultuous I keep saying that wrong, the word wrong, but so negative and so, it's so negative, but yet so positive in a way, but still this feeds into like the negative, oh my God, why not his daughter was selling meth and creating meth and now she's in jail from the meth. It's just like, oh my God. <laughs> why not his husband was, got like his foot cut off from a, um, motorcycle accident my it's just the judges are a lot okay <laughs> i'm gonna go this is the show podcast thank you so much for listening thank you so much still i'm so excited for the like subscription subscription thing on on uh youtube on the dare show on youtube i'm on spotify podcast apple podcast oh i said it first i said it right the first time uh spotify podcast apple podcast google podcast I think like Stitcher or something. I record on Anchor. I'm also on Anchor. You can listen directly from Anchor if you have Anchor. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week. Holla.